God and give them all kinds of gifts. Right? It's so, so good. But that's what the Father is looking at. Like just how you all went, oh, oh. You see, when we cry out to him as dear children, he'll push everybody else aside. He's like, listen, don't, don't shush them. They're praying to me right now. They're talking to, they're talking to their dad. Hey, listen, I don't need to listen to all this other junk right now. This is my daughter who's talking to me. And, he lo- and she loves me. And I love her. Are you with me? And it changes our disposition of who we are in him. As dear children, if we, if we saw the value, not in what you can do for God, but you saw the value of what he already did for you. You started to see yourself the way he sees you, worth dying for. Are you with me? As dear children, Judges 2 verse 10 says, After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. We're in a really important place. In our personal histories, in cultural history, we're in a really important place where, you know, if, if we, uh, we might even do this sometime. We might go out to the mall sometime and just interview people, see what they think of God. See what they think of the church. You can't get mad because we let a generation fall. Come on. We can't get mad how they respond when they say, oh, God's just a fairy tale story. Oh, it's just, it's just a Santa Claus story. Uh, you know, church people are hypocrites, and they're this and that and all this other stuff. Come on now. We can't get mad at the response. We just got to know that that's where the symptoms are and show them who God's love really is. Are you with me? Show them who he really is. Show them how he really is. Show them what, show them what love looks like, even if, they, even if they said they were something that is appalling to you. Hello? Oh, my goodness. Is this too heavy? You guys okay today? I know you got up an extra hour early. I don't know, you know. But there's, we have to value it. So here's, here's point number three. I will value the next generation. I will value the next generation. You know, it's, it's so easy to tease and to slander and to do those things when we talk about the next generation. But the next generation is what we make them. You want somebody to blame. Look in the mirror. Because whatever example we're setting, you see, if we make God's house, if we make these things important in our house, that's what our family knows. That's what our kids know as valuable. It, when, when we, when, listen, how many of us, when, when trouble hits, what's the first thing we do? Yeah, we freak out. We call mom. Look up stuff on Google. Try to figure out what we need to do. Are you with me? Right? What if every time something happened, we went straight to the Father? Straight to the Father. Went to the Father first. Come on. How many of us? I've tried everything. So here I am at church. I'm looking for a way. Come on. No, I'm just being real. This is just honesty. Come on. Sometimes it's just good to be honest. There's something about honesty that is humility. We've all been in those places. I'm not condemning anybody that that they tried everything and then they went to God last, okay? But listen, if we can learn to back that thing up, get into the right place, 
Are you with me? Get into that right place with the Lord where he's the first one you go to. You go to him before you even have a problem. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to when you when the problem arises, he's the first one you go to. But what if you just go to him before you even have a problem? You got you got up that morning, no issues, no things. You're not striving to pray for anything. You just wake up and you're like, I want to I want to be on my knees. I want to be on my face before the Lord. I want to see what He's going to do. I, I want to be so in tune with You, Lord. I can't see the wind and the waves. I can't see the storms around me. I don't even notice them because I'm so enthralled in who You are and what you're doing, and I know that you love me. So whatever comes today, I know you're going to do it for good. Are you with me? Come on. It just changes your mindset. Luke 10, 21. At the same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Can you just imagine Jesus like this? Filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever for and for revealing them to the childlike yes father it pleased you to do it this way oh he loves to take our wisdom and make it look foolish he does the smartest among us the most intelligent you go to a different level when you sit with the lord and he goes really I mean, I mean, what, wonder what it was like for the different points in history. You remember when the earth used to be flat, you guys? And God's just sitting up there going, really? You're going to get in that boat and you're going to go off the edge. Don't travel out too far out to sea, right? Oh, goodness, right? I mean, how many times is God going, really? In our lives with little things here and there. You think you get it? Oh, man, you think you're so smart that you, you think you get it all? What if we just submitted our ego just for a minute and said, Lord, what do you say about this? I've, I've gotten wisdom from all the people around me. I've, I've called my mom. I've, I've checked Google. I've looked up everything. I'm pretty sure I got this figured out. But you know what? Wait a minute. Hey, God. What do you say about this? What do you say about this? You know what? All those other answers, a lot of times, will, will fit your logical need. You'll go like, oh, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. Right? I've been doing all kinds of research on our little puppy now. He's eight, eight weeks old. All kinds of research. And, but you know what? Every dog's a little bit different. Every child's a little bit different. Oh, there's a lot of great books out there on, on everything. You can be an expert on everything and nothing at the same time. Right? Are you with me? But as we sit there and we let the Lord speak to us, and maybe he tells you, forgive them. And you're like, they don't deserve to be forgiven. I've read all these books. They, they were the wrong one here, not me. They were wrong. What do you mean forgive them? They don't deserve that. Now, if we're having an honest conversation with the Lord, you might talk to him that way. It's okay. Did you know you can argue with God? It's okay. Do you know that arguments create intimacy? You don't argue with people you're not intimate with. You don't care. I mean, unless, unless you just like to argue. But I, I read the Bible and it says don't argue with an idiot. So I just kind of go, so if I don't argue with you about something, what? 
That totally makes sense. I, I hear you. Come on. Listen, you don't need to argue with people. Are you with me? But when you're arguing with God, when you're sitting there with God and you have this intimate relationship with Jesus, you can say, God, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't agree with you. What do you mean forgive them? What do you mean love them? Do you know what they did to me? They don't deserve that. Are you with me? But when you listen to the Father's voice, you listen to what he had to say. Because in our hearts, we start to see that person as less than. Because they're not deserving of my love because of how they hurt me or how they hurt someone I love. But when he says, pray for your enemies, he's not saying pray for your enemies to fall in a hole. He's not saying pray for your enemies to to have a heart attack and fall over. He's saying pray for your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. This is our Jesus. When someone slanders you, he says, don't worry about it. They slandered me. Love them anyway. Love them anyway. Those people that are less than around you. Oh man, when you bring love into the equation over and over and over again. How many times does the Bible say that you should forgive someone? Anybody remember? 77 times 7? That's not even a real number, is it? I mean, it's like, when you really think about it, he's just saying, forgive them. Keep forgiving them. Forgive them again. Love them again. Love them again. And then, then, he, then he has the audacious, audacious response to write in the Bible to say, love covers a multitude of sins. He he has this audacious response to to say that love overcomes all things, endures all things, and that love never, somebody say never, never fails. Never fails? I've loved some people that didn't love me back. But hey, them loving me isn't, isn't the goal. The goal is me loving them. I'm to be an imitator of God, not to be an imitator of the person next to me. Are you with me? I'm, I'm going to be an imitator of his spirit, of his heart, of his spirit. Are you with me? Are we going to be imitators of Jesus to love anyways when they don't deserve it? Are you with me? To get that heart where all of a sudden you can separate from your pain for a moment. Separate from your pain just the way that Jesus did. Sitting on that cross, thinking about you and me. He separates from the pain for a moment. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do these are the same people that are spitting in his face who put a crown of thorns on his head who beat him as he walked with his cross said oh you're the son of God go ahead and come down if you're so strong I mean in my humanity if I was Jesus probably wouldn't have been the same bible are you with me you want to talk to me like that Right? Constipation for the next week. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I'm going to the cross, man. Good luck. Are you with me? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the same grace that he had. But when you step, step away from that pain, when you step away from the pain and into the purpose, you see, sometimes, sometimes we go through trials and difficulties so that people can watch how you respond in it. Do you know that? 
at this conference, I want to say thank you guys so much for praying for Chelsea and I as we got to go to that conference in Florida this week. Oh, it was so life-giving. And I got to hear a talk from a pastor in, from New York. And this pastor, his, his church, during COVID and all the craziness, his church burnt down in the middle of in the middle of it all, right? So first they have COVID and everybody gets kicked out. This is New York, so it's 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 some of the restrictions are worse than here, right? All the COVID stuff, they finally get back in the building and then the building burns down. And he's like, What in the world, Lord? Like we can't afford this. What's going on? And he felt like God said, Go out in front of the church, in front of that burnt down church, and give away food. And give away, give away blankets and give away stuff and love on the people. Let them see you in the middle of your pain. They rebuilt the church only to have a hurricane come and rip the roof off. And he's going, God, am I trying to rebuild something that you don't want rebuilt? How many of us are sitting in those situations? No matter how many good things I do, something bad happens again. Says, go and love on them. Go love on the city. Go love on the city. Go love on the city. They saw breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough in people's lives because they said, man, if the church can respond like this in their turmoil, I wonder if Jesus loves me that much. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I'm not saying to wish bad things upon yourself so you can look cool. But when bad things happen, Give it back to Jesus and say, God, what do you want to do with this? Maybe your kids need to see you seeking the Lord day after day, asking for breakthrough. Maybe they need to see you loving that person who's inflicting all the pain on your family. Maybe they need to see you do that. Because maybe, just maybe, maybe they are the breakthrough for the next generation. Because when God said, I love the dear children, He wants to see us respond in a way that's just like Him so that our kids can respond in a way that's just like Him. Love a city that doesn't love you back. Come on, love a neighbor that doesn't love you back. Love an ex, your your ex, because they don't love you back. Hello. Love these people that don't love you back. Listen, I know Christianity has kind of become a crime more I watch stuff in the world I'm seeing what it talks about in Revelation when it starts talking about that good will become bad and bad will become good and we won't know the difference are you seeing the world around you and seeing the same thing as me it's like oh well it's just the world it's just the way it is the world needs revival and the only way that revival comes is when our people who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray Are you with me? Humble ourselves. Not to be angry that the world is the way that it is, but to love the world so that it doesn't stay that way. Are you with me? Because we can love people to life. We can. Because we see people the way that Jesus sees people. We see them as dear children. As dear children. Worth pushing everybody else's opinions aside because that child matters look at the world the way that he looks at the world we start seeing the world around us as dear children are you with me come on somebody 
For the next generation to walk in the power of God, we must first walk in his power. Somebody say we. We. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you. He's talking about you. When we're faced with something perplexing, we go straight to Jesus. When we're faced with something overwhelming, we seek his refuge. Psalms 121, verse 1, says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Verse 3, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not stumble. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Verse 5, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Verse 6, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7, the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. Verse 8, the Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. This is why we don't have to worry. We don't got to worry. God's got it. God's got it. He's bigger than this. He's bigger than this. He's seen every war that has ever happened on the face of the earth. And he's still not afraid. Come on. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Come on. We need prayer more than ever right now. Prayer for this nation. Prayer for our city. Prayer for our governor. Come on. I've been asked so many, by so many people, hey, when are you going to move out of California? When are you going to get out of there? Why? Because it's, it's tough here, isn't it? It's tough here sometimes. When I get to go and travel and go to Florida, come on. Or I, or I talk to an old pastor friend, hey, where are you living now? Texas. I mean, I'm surprised Texas and Florida haven't become their own countries yet. Are you with me? But here's the thing. Jesus loves California. Jesus loves California. He loves Riverside County. He, he loves French Valley. He loves Dorothy McElhaney Middle School. He loves Livingstone's Church. He loves the church next door. He loves the people. And as long as there are people here, God's love will remain. Are you with me? As dear children, as dear children, I hope when you open your eyes, you see a child of God. Not just somebody that looks different than you, votes different than you, talks different than you, tattooed more or less than you. Come on. I hope that you see a child of God. Because all of a sudden, if you knew that God's child was missing, was astray. If Jesus called right now and said, hey, will you help me find my kid? What would you do? If my son went missing and I put a thing on Facebook, I said, church, my son's missing. I don't know where he went. I don't know what to do. Would any of you come to my aid? All of you would, wouldn't you? Pastor, we got you. We're going to find him. It's going to be okay. 
Our Father in heaven is looking out on us and he's saying, hey, my son, my daughter, they're so far from me. They can't hear my voice anymore. I need you. I need you to go talk to them. I need you to tell them I love them because they can't hear me. Oh, they can't hear me from all the noise of the world. But you can. You can. Will you go for me? Will you go talk to them for me? Will you go tell them I love them? Tell them that they don't have to live this way. Tell them there's more for their life than addiction. There's more for their life than judgment. There's more for their life than fear and condemnation. I need you to tell them. Because that's my dear child. Fired up. Come on. Even the demons are freaking out. Oh, crud, don't tell them that stuff. Don't tell them the truth. You tell them the truth, you'll set the whole city free. I, I don't know if I can handle that kind of warfare. Come on. Come on. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, or maybe you thought you did and now you're going, whoa, this sounds like something a lot bigger, a lot more that's you here this morning, you're like, gosh, I needed this word. I, I'm, I'm a dear child. I want to be in my Father's presence, in His arms. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if, if that's you this morning, and you're going, hey, I need that. I, I want to have that real relationship with Jesus. I want to see myself the way He sees me. If that's you here this morning, can you just raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. It's just us. I see you, man. Love you, man. Love you, brother. Thank you for raising your hand. I see your hand, sweetheart. There's new things happening right here. I see your hand, sweetheart. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're not alone. You know what I love? With every eye closed still, I want you to keep your eyes closed for a minute because I don't want you to look at anybody specific. But I'm going to tell you that the three people that raised their hand are probably all under 16 years old. I'm guessing. But as dear children, all three of them, one young man, two young ladies. That's my son. That's my daughter. I care about you. I love you. dad are crazy but I love you I'm going to take care of you you're safe with me for the three of you that raise your hand and anybody else that's in the room that maybe didn't respond as a dear child maybe you're nervous, you're scared to be judged or be looked at differently listen the raising your hand doesn't isn't what changes your life it's the prayer and the posture of your heart so if that's you this morning, I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray from your heart. You don't have to use the same words. It doesn't have to be any specific, specific, articulate, beautiful prayer. You can just talk to Jesus. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I can't do this by myself. I'm scared. I'm hurting. And I don't want to be here anymore. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. 
Help me, Jesus. I want a real relationship with you. I want to experience the love that you have for your dear children. I want to know that I'm your son. I want to know that I'm your daughter. And that you really care about me. I give my life to you today. I surrender my will. And I'm going to take on yours. Direct my life today, Jesus. Show me from this day forward how to live close to your heart, to know you. I want to experience the kingdom of heaven like a dear child. I thank you and I give you all the glory from this day forward. It's all for you. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's worship for a minute. people. Come on. 
a way of life just getting by and I just feel like God's saying submit everything to me submit it all to me if you submit all to me you won't have to hold on to anything anymore I almost feel like the ledge that you got your fingernails held into you got so used to it that the floor is actually only inches away if you just let go you'll land on your feet God will have you. And he's going to walk with you. 
and your freedom. It's almost like as you've been holding it, I remember in the Marine Corps when I was much stronger than I am now, we would, we would put chains around us while we did pull-ups so that we would get stronger than our body weight could hold. And I feel like even that you've been holding on up here so long and these chains have been just draped over you and the weight has been so heavy, but as you let go and you land on your feet, the chains just fall right off at the same time. That those, those chains of self-deprecation, those chains of, of feeling less than, those chains of, of thinking that you don't measure up or that you're not good enough or that you're not loved, I believe those chains are going to fall to the ground and they're going to stay there. They're not meant to be picked back up. Jesus is just going to come by with his broom and sweep those things up, put them in, a, put them in there and, and throw them down to the pits of hell where they belong. God has such a calling on your lives, such a calling on your marriage, such a calling on it's the enemy that's trying to keep you thinking that you got to keep holding on tight Bible says that when you hold on to your life you lose it but if you'll let go of your life for my sake you'll gain it so I'm just praying right now God for this couple I pray whatever is being held on to would be let go whether it's old hurts old pains or whether it's the good old days successes of times past God we're letting go of all of it today to receive the future that you have for them I pray God right now that you would bless this couple more than they ever thought possible taking them to a new place in you a new place in your love a new place in their marriage a new place as as a son and a daughter of a king a new place as a servant in the house of the Lord a new place a new place in friendships a new depth God, we thank you that you love them enough to talk to them today. We give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. Receive that word. Yes, receive it. I love you. I love you. broken off of people right now circumstances are changing right now in the name of Jesus and we're watching you move like only you can right here. Two of them. Got Big Rob. I got Robert in the back. Can I get both of you to come here? Come on. Come on. Gentlemen, I see you as armor bearers. Armor bearers. You're supposed to be so close to the front line, so close to the battle. It's time to get off of your seat. It's time to get out of comfortability, out of your tent. Pick up the armor. We're going to the front lines, and we're going to see what God's going to do. It just takes one warrior who believes God at his word. 
One warrior can change a whole battle. Come on. Don't believe me? Talk to Joshua. This dude just marched around and walls fell. I believe that walls are going to fall for the two of you. That you are built for something royal. Something big. Something something big. I, I, almost, I, I just see greatness behind your name. Behind your name. That God called you to greatness. Do either of you know what the name Robert means? What does it mean? What is it? Bright fame? Coming from you, that makes sense. Come on. Bright fame. You're not meant to sit behind. You're not meant to be a light under a basket. Put the light on the lampstand. Let's watch what God can do. Come on. Come on, warrior. Father, I just speak into these men's life right now, God, that you would make them the warrior that you called them to be. God, I pray, Lord, that their spirit would be swelling with pride right now. They they are seen like a son standing before a father who just got his first kill, who who just scored his first goal, who got his first basket. With pride, God looks down on you. He looks down on you. That is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That is my son whom I love. Not in the shadows anymore. You're the light on a hill, salt of the earth. Go share the gospel. Go share the good news. I just see you out there giving people touch cards, inviting them to church, telling them how valuable they are, how much they're loved. I see them blessing you over and over again to where you can be more of a blessing to others around you. I just see you having gift cards in your pocket, waiting to give them away. Waiting. Looking for opportunities to be generous. So God, I pray, Lord, a spirit of generosity on these two men. As we watch what you do in and through them, God, I pray that it inspires the whole church. That all of us, together, see their generosity and stand in a new level. Seeing what God can do. Seeing what you can do through all of it. So Father, I just thank you right now that you're speaking into your sons making a way in the midst of crazy chaos. Just thank you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Sorry I'm going late, you guys. Am I doing that? Oh, that thing fell over? All right. Good to go. Just get excited making making stuff move. Come on. Come on. I spoke over you this morning when we were when we were praying before church started. I said you you look like a lion. Now let's see if you can shout like one, right? Doesn't he look like a lion? He's that beautiful mane. Crawford, I believe God has called you to be in the middle of, of leadership to see what God can do. In the, in the middle of his church that you are a lion to protect the pride you are a lion to protect the pride when you lift up a shout the enemy scatters when you speak a word from God's word the enemy doesn't know what to do he can't, he can't be controlled he can't, he, can't, he can't have any more control so Father God I just pray over my brother Lord you'd build a confidence in him build a confidence in him that surpasses all understanding. 
build a confidence in him as he reads your word that you're going to speak to him you're going to give him revelation that you're not giving people all the time that you're showing them things showing them the unseen realms of heaven and God I pray Lord that he have such words on his heart such words on his spirit he'd be able to speak be able to share be able to articulate God I pray whatever gifting you've given me as an orator I pray Lord that you give it to him and then some just thank you right now that you're moving in our midst You know, you guys were praying for me in Florida, right? Who, who prayed for me while you are in Florida? Chelsea and I. You guys were praying for us? Can I tell you something crazy? Some of you were here probably, I think it was last year. God told me to write a book and I told everybody I was going to do it. You guys remember that? You know how many pages I've written in that book? I'd have people keeping me accountable. Pastor Justin, how's your book going? How's your book going? I haven't even written a page yet. You know, I was talking about how if you just serve, if you just love, God opens doors that you couldn't open for yourself. While we were in Florida and while you were praying for us, God did some crazy stuff where we, I saw this, this, this book writing luncheon. There's, there, somebody's going to teach you how to get your book published. I'm like, I probably should go to that. I went online to sign up for it. It was sold out. Sitting there going, well, maybe I'm not supposed to write a book, right? Maybe, maybe I don't. Maybe that's not it, you know? We went over to their table for this uh, publishing company. And uh, they're like, are you coming to the lunch tomorrow? I said, oh, no, it's sold out. We, we can't come. And she said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, hey, how would you like to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with, with the, the owner of the company? I said, okay. She says, hey, we have one slot available tomorrow. Would you want to do that? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. So Chelsea and I went to do that and just happened to be the very last slot of the day. It was supposed to be for 30 minutes to just tell them what kind of books we had in our pocket and what we are going to do and what we are thinking. And, and we ended up talking and praying being with him for an hour and a half. This gentleman, he said, he said, hey, listen, I only have so much capacity. So I want to offer you something. I can only take on five authors at a time. And I want you to be one of the five. bawled like a baby you guys I just sat there and thought why me why me God you're too good I don't deserve this but I'm his son just like you and we go and love his people and that's all we do so you can keep praying going to have a book written by the end of the year. And here's the thing. Humble yourselves, right? Humble yourselves. It's the same for me. As I sat there with him, 
I said, no, I just feel like God's told us to do this. I pulled out the list because we've been writing a list since 2017 of all the different books and things we needed to write. I've saved every sermon for the last five years, put it in a folder saying that each one of these sermon series could be a book. And I showed him all this, this file full of stuff. And he says, listen, those books are not about you. Those books are for people to hear so they can be set free. He says, you can preach and people can send a video out, but when you, when you start writing books and they start going in places, people are going to get a word that they would have never got because they weren't in Southern California or they weren't watching your feed online that day. But they can get the word that they needed. Are you with me? It's about humbling ourselves. I'm scared out of my mind, you guys. Here I was, you know, hey, God told me to write a book a year ago, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. You guys hold me accountable, and you guys did your part. I just didn't do mine. But he's like, listen, dude, get in there and do it. Because if we'd have gone to the lunch, I would have got what I needed out of that. I'm like, okay, so here's how I write a book. Okay, cool. I'll write down the notes. But God was like, no, no, no. I need you to come to this thing at this moment to do this part, and I want you to sit with this person because we're going to get those books in the hands they need to be in. Amen? Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your continued prayers. Continue to pray that God gives us the word. I got, a, I got dozens of books to write. Which one do I do first, Lord? Like, so as I sit down tomorrow morning, I'm going to sit down and at a coffee shop after, after I go to the gym in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I renamed my bathroom from John to Jim so I could say I go to the gym every morning. After I go to the gym, I'm going to go sit in a coffee shop and, and just seek the Lord and say, God, what do you want to do? Who do you want to touch? What word do you want to give people? And start writing. And we're going to see God do a work. Amen? Amen? Oh, we love you. I can't wait to do a book launch. I can't wait to, to celebrate with you. I can't wait to put, put the cover out there and say, hey, you guys vote on these three covers. You tell me what you think. And we'll, we'll, we'll write a book together. How's that sound? Does that sound good? We'll write it together. You'll help me? You'll help me if I reach out to you and ask stories about your life so that we can put it in. Will you do that with me? We'll write a book together to see what God can do through it. Amen? We love you. I just wanted to share God's goodness. But have an amazing week. Go out. Help God's son or daughter find him again. Go out this week. Ask him. Do it scared. Do it scared. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. It's God's daughter. It doesn't matter. Just say something. Say that you love them. Say that God loves them. Say there's a church with a crazy dude that loves them. Are you with me? Let's go touch our city. Let's change our city. Oh, my goodness. We can change the world by just changing our city. Amen? Love you, church. Have an amazing week.